Hey there, football pandemic world. We are coming at you live today on Thursday, March 9th, with some fun conversation concerning Packers, concerning Commanders, concerning Colts, and every other team in the NFL. Join us as we look at some of the news. boys it is that time of year where the free agency stuff is getting ready to start right is that 15th official free agent start march 15th now we all know that that means next monday really all the tampering and the big deals are going to already start surfacing but even before that there is stuff going on. We're going to talk about Lamar and what's going on with that crazy tag. And we're going to talk about some Aaron Rodgers. And as a matter of fact, we're just going to jump in by talking about our three, uh, our teams, kind of a review of the year, the season, and then a look forward at what's going to happen now with this team in the free agency that's coming up and the draft. Because those are the questions. Those are the conversations. Those are the news tidbits that are all the juice right now. We're going to start with the juiciest of the juice, Brandon Colmark, talking about, I don't know, I don't think there's anybody on Green Bay who's really that newsworthy right now. Who do we got? Uh, Alan Lazard. Brett Favre, uh, oh, yeah, Brett, Brett Favre is suing. <laughs> suing Matt, Pat McAfee. No, that's not the news I'm talking about. It's a different quarterback. Talk to us, Brandon, about your season. Okay, you had a season and things are getting we, ready yeah, to change. Yep. It was definitely a season. Uh, I, I can't say anything more than that. <laughs> but uh, so we, we had two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers returning to the field for his 18th season, which is the longest season anyone has played with, or longest stretch anyone has played with one organization. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Brett Favre played 20 yeah. years with, he started 20 years nonstop except for like one or two games with Green Bay. No. No. Cause I, cause oh, that was just his going. starting streak. He started some that of that just, with yeah. the Jets and the Vikings. The, the, uh, and the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers is going to do the same exact thing that Favre did. He's going to go to the Jets one year, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm just going to retire." Hey, 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 hey! You're you're getting Vikings. in. You're getting into Brandon's juice. You're getting into yeah. Brandon's juice. All right, Brandon, keep going with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Aaron comes in. He has a uh, an okay season. I mean, there there it were wasn't, injuries in there. He had, had it, a rib injury. Uh, it wasn't his third back-to-back-to-back MVP, was it? It wasn't. That's a, that's a Brett Favre move right there. Brett Favre <laughs> went three for three. Yeah. But Aaron does have four total, which is second most in NFL history, number one. Peyton Behind Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Manning. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, the, the two of them are on a level of their own. You know, screw Brady, whatever. You notice how but, I still have to live off the joy of Peyton Manning? Sad. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, okay. you could be a Bears fan and still living off the joy of 1985. Yeah, that's so, that's what they have, really. Yeah. That's it. So Aaron's been in uh, doing his his routine, his plants and uh, recreational use of plants in the dark. Uh, he, he went and uh, spent a week in a hobbit hole without lights yeah. and contemplated life. Probably doing some uh, of those with, those uh, vegetables. Or fun yeah, guy. Probably, uh, <laughs> went whale watching at one point. Uh, pr- pretty normal off season for Aaron Rodgers. Pretty normal but guy. Just an average I, Joe. <laughs> it's uh, from Aaron's perspective. I think we have two options. We have retire mm-hmm. or play. But playing is not 
Green Bay playing right. as the New York Jets, as all of the news media has been going crazy about the past, I don't know, since Tuesday. Yeah. It's been, I mean, because I mean, they've been going crazy about it since the season ended. Yeah, but like it's really been going crazy since Tuesday. Once the owner and the top brass of the front office all get on a plane and fly all the way across the country to California to go visit Aaron Rodgers for a what a twelve-hour interview, that's when everything ramps up. At this point, the Jets have said we're committed. Um, mm-hmm. We want this, <laughs> and it's now it's really all in Aaron Rodgers' court. Yep, and uh, for me, it's hard to imagine the Packers would allow the Jets to talk with Aaron unless they had already kind of come to an agreement on what they thought was fair between both teams. So well, we know, I think uh, I was saying this yep. just before the podcast started. I think right now, and this is just my opinion, the Packers, their worst nightmare would be Aaron Rodgers coming back and saying, yeah, I decided I'm just going to play here. Because they then have to decide, what the heck are we doing with Jordan Love? Jordan Love's not going to want to stick around for this again. We've got to pay $60 million to Aaron Rodgers. It just becomes a nightmare. So for me, my guess is when you said they kind of agreed on something, I think that agreement went something like this. If you can take him, Godspeed, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's the agreement yeah, they uh... came to. Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm honestly trying to think of, of different trade packages that make sense for both teams. So yeah, what do you think it'll ones, be? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, the, the Packers are going to look for draft capital because that's how Green Bay rolls with stuff. But they have no and leverage. So, but but I, oh, I no. think, and this is what I think will probably happen. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the only Packer that's going to be in this deal over to New York. I really? Aaron, so, so New York is all set up and it's a perfect situation for Aaron to play, except for the offensive line. Their offensive line is abysmal, not set right, up. Their yeah. defense is great. Their defensive is young. Yeah, I don't know uh, that it's abysmal, is, but it's it's not it's, it's great. Okay. Yeah. But they have, yeah, Brandon's on to something. They have, okay, they have a really great defense and they have a, a pretty good core, you know, spe- uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Skill position players, running back and wide receiver. But their offensive line is is not great, and that's what you're going to want. So this offseason, the Jets are going to be focused on getting Aaron Rodgers and probably four new offensive linemen. Oh, you think think four? I think one of those offensive linemen are going to come from Green Bay, and I think it's Elton Jenkins. I think Elton Jenkins gets looped up in a contract. We just gave him a new contract that's pretty reasonable to the market. And... They get that, and I think Green Bay gets uh, the 13th overall pick and probably a mid-tier defensive player. I'm guessing Roger does not pull a one. And I know that sounds crazy because he's such a good player, but I think it goes back to Green Bay has no leverage. Right now, Aaron Rodgers, if he's like wanting to play – he knows that there's no love for him in Green Bay anymore. The fans have basically said, yeah, we're ready, move on. The brass has said, we're ready, move on. I mean, they made that clear uh, just by letting him talk. My guess is he could go and say, I'm just going to come back here unless you make this something that the Jets can, the Jets want to do. And Aaron Rodgers wants to go to a place that's going to get a first-round pick. He wants good players around him. He's not going to – I think it's going to be hard for them to get a first-round pick. To be honest, well, I think yeah, the opposite. We're not, 
it's it's not just Aaron. That's the thing. I know Aaron and one of the top offensive linemen in the league. Mm, I don't know. What are you going to say, Josh? I think what happens is exact something similar, not exact, but something similar to the Goff Rogers thing, where it's like, all right, you we'll trading Stafford for Goff and whatever they. I think they got like a first round pick. The uh, the Rams did. But you take Goff's con- the Lions take Goff's contract, and then we'll give you two first round picks back for taking that contract. I think the Jets and the Ray, the Packers, the exact same thing. We'll trade you Rogers. We'll trade you like a first or second round pick or something like that because it's age. It's not like Rod- Goff is like thirty eight, like Rogers is forty, whatever. And then we'll tra- the Jets will also trade the Packers back a first and a second, or a, fir- a first and a second next year, something like that. Two high first, two high picks, just to take that. Con- or the Packers will trade the Jets you know, high picks just to take that contract off their hands so they can sign players, you know, trade players, get more cap space. Mm. We and all I seem to be at different places I, here. Yeah. I, I think we're going to know the answer today before the weekend is out. <laughs> I'd say fine now. I, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I keep thinking that today we're going to hear something. Um, it may, like, it may be I'm tomorrow. Right but, out, it's hoping something, you know, well, happens. But all of you, all of you are thinking too big. You think it today. I'm thinking like this next minute. You know, every minute I'm checking to make sure he has been <laughs> traded. Yeah. And, and and because and here here's the reasoning I have behind it. Last season when Devonte got traded, I was driving from San Antonio me, back to my house, too. and I didn't know about it until someone in the car said Devonte Adams just got traded. And you're like, and I'm like, well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You know, that's not happening. Well, what happened? It it actually happened. So I'm not going anywhere. You just staying put. You're sitting in your car, though. Yeah, I'm sitting in my car, but I have right outside my office. (laughs) So I every minute I am very conscious. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking this thirty foot view. That's Um, right. You may be right. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe at eleven fifty three a.m. You know, <laughs> yeah. maybe at eleven fifty four a.m. <laughs> I don't know if this is with um, if, if this is with everybody. I know it's with everybody, but I know for certain, like non-exclusive franchise tag players, like Lamar and Saquon, they have to wait. Teams have to wait until next week, next Wednesday, whenever the league officially starts, quote unquote, to actually start making talks, to calling them and start making deals, whatever. I don't think happens, but I don't know if that's for players like Rogers, where he's on contract. They have to wait until next season or next Wednesday to start making quote unquote contact to trade. You know, and I guess the Jets already have, but start talking about a quote unquote deal. I don't know if that's, you know, for people under contract or for it's just for non-exclusive franchise tags. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I think there's already been an agreement between the Packers and the Jets. I, I don't think the Packers let them talk to Aaron without something that felt right to both teams. Hmm. And that's when they got the permission to talk to Aaron. They could say, hey, you know, if I'm the Jets, hey, Packers, we'll give up, blah, blah, blah. And we want to go and talk to Aaron. You know, this is what we want to do. This is what we think is fair. The Packers think that's fair. We know Green Bay's been looking at the market the past month, looking to see, okay, what can we kind of gather? What makes sense? And so it's hard to imagine this past month that there wasn't some sort of non- uh, or some sort of verbal agreement between the organizations. And then the Packers said, okay, we like that. Let's see if Aaron works with you. You can go talk with Aaron. The interesting thing is over this past month, I've heard no other teams really linked to Aaron Rodgers, except the Raiders who then said, you know, we're not, we're not pursuing Rodgers. So 
I don't know if there's been that big of Carolina a market. Was another, was another team kind of him. Carolina was some uh, somebody that people said, "Oh, Carolina should look at him," but I didn't hear anything from Carolina saying, "Yeah, we're yeah, interested." I think, they, I think they were more linked to Derek Carr than uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I barely heard anything about Rodgers. I think I heard it for a week or a couple of days, and then it was like Jets, Raiders, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. There were there were definitely phone calls between Green Bay and Carolina. But they obviously now, didn't want, didn't, they didn't say, they, they obviously were like, okay, whatever you're asking, no, uh, we don't want to take that on. We want somebody younger. I think they want somebody younger, um, but they were looking well, at Carl. Everyone wants someone younger. That's, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Not the Jets. I have heard the Jets. I have heard people for the Jets who are so excited about Aaron Rodgers that they are going to pee their pants if he agrees to come be with them. Uh, Mike, uh, who he was on the Pat McAfee show? Uh, Green, they call him Greeny, uh, Greenberg, Mac, M- Mike Greenberg. He's like a, a big uh, Jets reporter. Anyway, he's like, yeah, you can have my pinky toe. You can cut off my pinky toe. He can come. He can stay in my condo, my penthouse. He can have it for the whole year uh, if he comes. I'll give that to him. If he comes, I'll go stay in a in a darkness retreat myself. So he was like offering like all this stuff, and he basically mm-hmm. was like, if if we can get Aaron Rodgers here, my life is complete. Uh, <laughs> he is like so excited. So I do think the New York fans really. Uh, above everyone else, they're like, yes. I think the Raiders fans who like uh, have Devontae Adams were like, hey, this would be a good fit. But like the Raiders organization was like, no, we're not doing that. I don't know why. I don't know what their plan is. Garoppolo, evidently. And, and that's the, that's the, the tough thing to navigate with Aaron Rodgers, right, is you need to have people that he already knows for the highest amount of success. Because Aaron can walk into the huddle and say, hey, you know, James Jones did this and 2011 run against the Broncos go run that route and as a rookie receiver you're going to be like what know. route <laughs> yeah but with Devontae Adams and this is this is where people get hyped for the Aaron Devontae connection Aaron can be like hey you remember that route you ran in 2010 again or 2014 against Miami in the third quarter and he'll be like oh yeah run that route and Devontae can go and do that. That's what made the success rate so high between the two of them because mm-hmm. both of them were incredibly smart players. And they but had a the, feel for one part, another. Yeah. The, the part that worries me is Aaron is going to be playing with people that he's literally never played with before. Yeah, and while they look like a talented young roster, they have no history. You're right. Yeah, and, and so it's also quite an adjustment for Aaron. Aaron knows this. It's, it's something that the fans don't think about. I. I still think Aaron's highest level of personal success will come in Vegas. His highest chance of overall organizational success will come in New York. Yeah. And yeah. his his highest chance of if he wins, like being like in control of the world comes from being in New York. New York is such a huge market. Um, yes. Way yes. bigger than Wisconsin. And I know uh, LA's big, but man, New York is like, it's dense with people and he would, his Jersey sales would top everything. If he goes to, Mm -hmm. if he does that, I I predict Aaron Rodgers Jersey sales will be the number one selling Jersey (laughs) this year, uh, just because of the number of people that are going to be so excited. And the jets have had no success in a bajillion years since Joe Namath. So they are. Joe Namath said Aaron could wear 12. Right. Right. Joe Namath came out and said, yeah, 
And these people are hungry. They're hungry for something. And so I think I think the 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 New York audience is is going to lionize him if he gets in and gets them to the postseason, which I think he can in New York, uh, even with new receivers. I think you know who do they they've got New England, Miami, and Buffalo. Buffalo. That I mean that's not easy, is that's it? Not bad. I mean I'd say at the state of Rodgers now, if you put him in that offense, I'd say two with Bill Belichick stuff. I'd say one and a, one and a half. One of the half can go either way. Like one, they. Patriots can win, the Jets just win. But I'd say one and a half wins against the Patriots. One against I mean, one against the Bills, and then probably two against the, the Dolphins in that division. Yeah, I mean the toughest team is obviously Buffalo. Yeah. I I, I don't I New England is kind of in this teeter totter situation on on what they're trying to do. They benched Mac Jones last year, right, and started a different guy, and then we have no idea what's up with Tua. Yeah. I don't, and Tua's the guy, if he's on the field, you're looking really good. But if, if he's not on the field, you're not looking so hot. Right. And so I I like his odds in that division. Uh, but a, another thing that I don't, I don't think enough people are thinking about is, and, and we've talked about this in this podcast, is the level of quarterback play in the AFC compared to the NFC. So in the, in the NFC, this past year, the best quarterback was Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's a pretty steep drop off. But then I think it's Dak. Hmm. Yeah. Man, both in the yeah. NFC East. Look at that. Yeah, and then uh, I'm, you can't really name other quarterbacks. So Jordan Love coming into a pretty weak quarterback conference. That's I think Jordan good. Love is top top six quarterback in that conference. Yeah, but then you get the AFC, like, and Aaron Rodgers is suddenly AFC, in a much harder have, conference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and now Aaron Rodgers. And Deshaun Watson, if he gets, you know, a year in and starts getting Lamar, some chemistry. Yeah. If he stays. <laughs> Lamar, and, who uh, knows? <laughs> if he, yeah, he knows. Um, Herbert, Russell Wilson, if Sean Payton can work magic. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, hey, don't I mean, forget that new guy that the uh, Indianapolis Colts will have, right? Yeah. Whatever that is. Aaron Rodgers? No, mm, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Let's uh, real quick, bef- before Brandon gets off, I just want to get his take. Uh, I know this is kind of the, the Colts thing. We're, we're looking forward. I think the Colts obviously are looking for someone in the draft. They've pretty much made it clear we're not looking for an older quarterback. They're tired because they feel like they've been burned after doing this for whatever times. It's just not been working. Who do you think they go for? Uh, the, I know Brandon's got to get off here uh, and leave us a little early, so I want to get his opinion. Who do you think they go for? You know, uh, what's his name? Anthony Richards Richardson. Uh, yeah, from he, Florida. He Are you like talking about the Colts. Who do the Colts go for? Yeah, he went way up in the combine with all of his you know freak abilities, but people are like, yeah, but what's on tape? Then there's C.J. Stroud, there's Young, and there's this Levis guy, which I don't know anything about. Uh, those seem to be like the the four. You know, we're obviously sitting at four. We could trade up or we could stay where we're at. Who do you think the Colts go for? Do you have any any sort of clue on that? I uh, I like Anthony Richardson. Uh, I mean, he's he's just a freak athlete that have pointed in the right direction. I don't think there's a limit on what he can do. Uh, yeah. and, and I don't know if Josh remembers, during the this past season, I ran a bunch of Madden simulations on what yes. our teams would do. And Anthony Richardson went to the – commanders oh. and was throwing oh, yeah. like 5,500 yards a season 
and 45 touchdowns after one or two seasons. You'd love that, wouldn't and, you, Josh? Uh, <laughs> and and yeah. Josh, and to Josh's credit, he's like, who is this Richardson guy? He's thrown up MVP numbers. So if Madden has been a prediction for anything, stay away from him, Matthew. Stay away. Because <laughs> Madden is not <laughs> accurate is never, at all. never accurate. I think they put like that simulation. I believe they have it. Actually, the Jaguars made the playoffs. Never mind. Yeah, yeah and so, I mean, he, he, he's done well on, on benchmarks, on, on Madden. He's a freak athlete. And if you point him in the right direction, he's going to be good. Uh, I do agree with that. Now, I feel now like early, early success – you know, I, I, I think you're going to run into sort of a young Peyton Manning-esque, you know, just adjusting to the league, taking time, which is okay. I, I would much rather have that for Indianapolis than another old guy and then another old guy the next season and then another old guy the next season. Here, here. I'd much rather have growing pains with yeah. a quarterback. And so I'm okay with one to two years of meh performance if that means – years three through five of his rookie contracts are like, okay, this guy's an MVP candidate. He's really starting to take our team somewhere. And I'm and, sure you're fine with that too, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. And then on those years three to five, we're putting in the other pieces because he's still cheap and then we have to pay him. And, you know, then hopefully we have a good long career, but yeah, it's, it's uh, well, tough I, because. I don't imagine. Oh, go ahead. I, I don't imagine we get, I, I felt like Andrew Luck was very much a diamond that y'all got. And so you, you pulled him out and he performed at a pretty high level right away. And so I, I, I don't think any of these quarterbacks in these classes are going to do that in Indianapolis itself. Uh, Cause Indianapolis is in a very different spot than they were when they got Andrew Luck. Now it was a more complete team when Andrew Luck came in and, and there's still a few pieces that well, Indianapolis is missing. I would say, I don't know about that. You remember the year before Andrew Luck, they had two wins, which is less than we have now. And everything was a mess. T Y Hilton came in with Andrew Luck, uh, mm -hmm. the tight end, uh, that was with him at Stanford came in with him. Dwayne Allen, the other tight end came in. All the people who were good came in in that draft class. Um, we didn't really have, was it, was it that off season? Cause Peyton's, Peyton's time with Indy officially ended, and then Andrew was officially started. They were never there together. Right. There was, was a – there was, was almost a, immediate. No, there was one year difference. And in that year, we had Curtis oh, Painter, Drew yeah, Stanton. Yeah, we had Kerry okay. Collins for a game. You remember we had all those quarterbacks, and we had no offensive line. We had no weapons, nobody to throw to. I mean, the, the roster was in shambles. Luckily, we had, like, one amazing draft. Um, it was Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton uh, – Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener was the guy's name. You know, all those guys yeah. came in. Yeah. That was wow. the first four picks. Uh, those are the first four picks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but we also got, you know, some people later in the, in the draft that, that did well. So that was like a good draft. And then, you know, then uh, what's his name? Ryan Grigson went and destroyed everything by never getting an offensive line going. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Andrew I, Luck I like was a talent, yeah. Yeah. I, I like Anthony Richardson coming in and having a couple growing pains, which is okay, for, for long-term success for that organization. Um, I'm I, torn. I'm curious to see where Chicago is also going to go. Everyone says they're going to trade out. Yeah. I've heard a, a couple reports saying that they're considering taking a quarterback. They say that they're, you know, all in on Justin Fields. They are. I, I'm not. I'm fine they if they're are. all in on Justin Fields. That makes it much better for me. 
because I don't like Justin Fields and I don't think he's going to succeed in Chicago. Right. Um, but I, I think they, they probably trade out of it as well, unless they want to take a, a defensive player first overall, which is, I think is what the, the Jaguars did this past year, right? Here's yeah. the thing. I think they could trade down to number four. I think this might be what they're thinking. We could trade down to number four and pick up a lot of capital and still get that defensive line because the Texans are obviously yeah. going to go for a quarterback. The Cardinals are likely to trade out with someone who wants a quarterback, meaning if the Colts traded up, you'd have one, two, and three go quarterback, and then that top defensive guy would still be sitting there at four, and they would have this extra draft capital. So my guess is they're trying to work that out. Well, but, what sort of trade would Indianapolis have to give up? This is the part that I – They'd obviously have to give up four. That's what the part else? I hate. Do they give up at the second as well? Uh, they probably give so. up a second this year and a first next year. And I don't know. It's I just hate giving up all those picks. I'm like Chris Ballard, but at the same time, I'm like, you got to get this quarterback right or else you know, nothing I, else matters. I think that every, I, like the Bears are going to trade out. I don't, I know unless they're, you know, unless they're stupid and they don't want capital to draft that defense guy they want because they're sick with Justin Fields. But in my honest opinion, I think the Colts need to stay put here because, it, like you said, they're going to trade a they're going to trade a first. It's like they're going to switch picks, of course. They're going to trade a second, and they're going to trade a first and probably some sort of player. You know what I mean? A, a role player. I think they need to stay put because if you look at the board, let's just say the Bears trade out with, I don't know, um, the Raiders because they're okay. Carolina, Carolina or the Raiders, you know, seven or nine. They draft a quarterback. So let's just say it's Bryce Young one, CJ Stroud two, and then you still have Richardson at three. Either way, you're going to get a quarterback in that position unless the Cardinals trade with somebody. You know what I mean? My guess is the Cardinals will trade, and we're going to end up with fourth choice, which scares me because I don't know that I really feel like Will Levis is a guy I want, and I don't really know too much about – you know, Young and Stroud, I know Stroud looked pretty good at the combine. Young didn't throw, right? So, I don't know. Here's something, here's something I do know about Indianapolis. Indianapolis is great at finding the guys young that are willing to put in the work. And so, to me, in my head, Indianapolis, out of any of those quarterback options, let's assume they go up to first overall pick. I think their option is going to be whoever they believe is going to put in the most work and work the hardest day yeah. in and day out. They've always the done that. The guy that's going to bleed blue. Um, right. Didn't, wasn't it, it was 98 with Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And everybody was saying you need to draft Ryan Leaf because um, he's more ready for the NFL. Or, no. He's got the bigger arm. What, bigger, yeah. yeah, he's got the bigger arm. And everybody else, and some other, and uh, whoever the GM was at the time. Bill Polian. Polian was like, well, Peyton Manning's going to be more ready than the long run. And they were right. And Pauline was right. And everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody said he was going to be wrong. And he turned out to be right. The Colts have always been like that. The same thing with Luck. You know, they're going to be growing pains. It was either uh, RG3 or Luck. And it was probably not the same situation. You know, who has a bigger arm, who is more ready, whatever. But there was some sort of situation where there was a debacle between who they're going to draft at one and two or one, RG3 or Luck. And they did the same thing. It was like, Whoever is going to be better in the long run, of course, neither of them, you know, panned out in the long, the quote unquote long run. But Andrew Luck went longer. They did go longer. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah. they made the right decision because Luck panned yeah. out in the long run. He would have panned out in the long run if he didn't, you know, have mental problems and retired. They've always done this with our Peyton Manning, with Luck, and they're going to do this with that same guy, one, two, whoever they trade with, or four. If it's a matter yeah. of everybody's got to grow, 
and they think Anthony Richardson can grow and get that mental part, then, you know, and I heard he had like the best QB interview yeah, that anybody's did. ever had. And of course his vertical jump and his you broad jump. Every season. Yeah. yeah. I heard the same with Trey Lance. Yeah. You know, and look what happened. You're going to hear that every season. <laughs> The, the Colts do their homework. The Colts is an organization that takes care of things and understands where they need to go. It's just a matter for me of if we if we feel like, and I know Jim Irsay is like, hey, we got to get this right. And if we feel like getting it right means moving to number one, I'm a little afraid of what we're going to have to get rid of. But at the same time, I will swallow that uh, and and look forward toward the future because I'm ready to have a young quarterback who's going to grow with our young offensive coach. Who's going to like do great things. So Brandon's got to take off. He's going to head out of the studio here. It's just going to be me and Josh from this point on, but trust me, we've got a lot to talk about yet. So Brandon, it was good having you on to talk about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Keep your phone on anytime. It could happen. It hasn't happened yet. Nope. Just don't sit in a car. Just don't sit in a car if you don't want it to happen. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later, Brandon. Have a good day. Bye. So, Josh, we uh, we talked just a little bit about the Colts. Uh, and I'm, you know, I so if we're doing that whole r- review uh, preview, uh, the review is pretty, pretty forgettable. You know, we yeah. lost a lot of games. We had Jeff Saturday as an interim coach because we fired our head coach and we got rid of our signal caller, our offensive coordinator. Uh, he came in. They, they won one game out of the seven remaining uh, or out of the eight remaining. And it was bad. Um, and Jeff Saturday wanted to be coach again. He did not. We ended up hiring Shane Steichen. All this has been talked about on this podcast. Uh, but that leads us to a place where just what I was saying, we've got a young head coach who's offensive minded, who's creative, who knows kind of what today's NFL requires, which is good. Uh, and we're going to, I think, have a young quarterback looking forward to free agency and draft. I think free agency, we're going to cut. Hopefully he would retire, but I think if he doesn't, we're going to cut Matt Ryan and we're going to mm-hmm. cut Nick Foles. Both of those are huge contracts. Both of them are yeah. old. Both of them look horrible on the field. I think they're both going to go. We're going to get us a young quarterback and then we're going to get somebody to be his backup. And I have no idea who that is. I don't really care who that is. It'll be somebody, but I doubt it'll be Matt Ryan or Nick Foles unless one of them like reworks a contract and, and becomes cheaper. It'd probably be more Foles. I'd say Foles, you know, just cause it's a lower cap space. He probably willing to teach, you know, whoever you guys draft. Right. I'd say Foles is the, the guy if you want to keep anybody or, you know, Brissett's on the market, Heineke sadly on the market, Rezzo right now. The only thing I can think is if Matt Ryan says, I'm not ready to retire yet, but I recognize I'm not going to be the starter. I think I'm ready to move to a mentor role and I'll take a much reduced contract to be a mentor. Now he has a lot in his mind. Yeah, Matt Ryan has a, like he's played a long time and he can teach, I think, well. I think he could probably teach more than Nick Foles. Nick Foles was the backup who went to the Super Bowl, but he's never been like the guy through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I could see that, but I I don't even know if the fan base would go for that, <laughs> for keeping Matt Ryan on as a uh, as a mentor, because there's just so many bad feelings in the fan base toward Matt Ryan and what he was supposed to be versus what he was. And so... Uh, I don't know. We'll have somebody there, but uh, I see us getting a young quarterback and then it really depends on what kind of trade happens. 
on what the rest of our draft looks like and what our free agency looks like. Because if we have to get rid of some picks, that's going to limit what we can draft. And that means I think we need to address wide receiver. Michael Pittman's great, but he cannot be the only one. And I know Paris Campbell had one full year last year, but that's not really enough to be like, he's the man. So we've got to get someone. He's also on the not resigned yet. Right. So he's he's a free agent. And uh, agent. yeah. So, I mean, I think we have got to address our wide receiver core somehow, some way, which probably means free agency, because if we pick high as a quarterback, we're probably going to lose, you know, any high picks that could get us a wide receiver. That's going to be like a difference maker. So, we're probably going to be looking at people like um, who's that that the Rams are letting go. Uh, Allen Robinson. Robinson. You know, maybe he still has something and he just wasn't utilized correctly. Uh, okay, I know Robert Woods was let go from Tennessee, right? Yeah, Robert Woods. Um, trying to think of who else is even out there wide receiver. Oh, yeah, you look that up here real quick. But we're going to be looking yeah, at I'm wide receiver. Sure. We're going to be looking to... Uh, our offensive line was supposed to be great. And then we had a couple of injuries and it just was horrible. Our left tackle and uh, not Quentin Nelson, but the other guard were bad. And uh, they've got to, they've got to be, you know, that's got to be shorn up. Um, so Robert, you said Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson was just cut also. Okay. Um, DJ Chark um, from Detroit, um, Randall Cobb from Green Bay, Marvin Jones from Jacksonville. He's pretty good. Julio Jones is another guy, but you probably won't sign him. Uh, Alan Lazard from Green Bay. Hmm. Jacoby Myers from New England. Uh, Juju from Kansas City. Hmm. Juju was let go. Yeah. No, he's free agent, but free agent. Okay. Yeah. Um, notable ones. Um, that's about it. Honest. I call him, our Marquis Goodwin's a, oh wait, no, that's not Marquis. I was thinking Chris Godwin. Marquis Goodwin, but from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, T Higgins is a free agent, I believe also, unless they do something with trade him or whatever. T Higgins, is he a tight end? No, uh, receiver for the Bengals. He's receiver. Why did I think he was a tight end? He's, he's not a free agent, but I think they're thinking of trading him or something like that. Okay. Well, you know, there's some names in there that could work out. None of them are like super exciting. Nobody that I'm yeah. like, man, if we had him, it changes everything immediately. But, you know, they could come in and do well. Yeah. Then so. again, the DeAndre, if DeAndre Hopkins is also on the market. Right. Quote, that could be a good so, one. So, yeah. If somehow they brought in like a DeAndre Hopkins and an Allen Robinson, the potential would have me excited. Again, Allen Robinson didn't do much. He, he was never utilized well in Chicago, and he didn't do much in Arizona. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he can't still do something. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, free agency, I think we got to look at wide receiver. I think we got to look at offensive line. Uh, I think those are the big things. You know, uh, we, we probably need to, uh, uh, I don't know, we have some tight ends. We'll probably pick up another tight end just to be to be back there for competition. And mm-hmm. um defensive in, you know, some of those people you don't really pay too much attention to. I think there's some of ours that will leave in free agency and we'll have to pick up some backups. But as far as difference makers, uh, unfortunately, I don't see like a big edge rusher that's amazing coming in. You know, we have Yannick Ngakwe who did okay last year. He wasn't great, but he did, he did well. Uh, He was everything we could have asked for. So I think he'll stay. He's a free agent, but I think we'll we'll retain him. 
So anyway, I'll yeah. let you know who your free agents are real quick because I'm looking at mine. Yeah, I've, I've looked at mine before, uh, and I know we are kicker. Um, um, we got to bring him back. Uh, what's his name? Michael uh, Big. Badgley. Badgley. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got to come back. And I think Yannick and Gakwe, those are the two that I'm like, Hey, these two probably need to come back. We also have, uh, um, Oh, I can't think of his name. Um, middle linebacker. EJ, no EJ speed. I think we'll bring speed back. Not him. Um, Bobby Okereke. Okereke, yeah. Okereke. That's it. Yeah, he's yeah. a good one. I, yeah, he's pretty good. Okereke is good, and I would like to bring him back. I just think that we're not going to be able to match what the market offers him uh, because mm-hmm. we already yeah. at that position have Darius Leonard and um, uh, another guy who is escaping me yeah. right now. We have a couple guys who are good, and so I don't know that we'll be able to bring him back, although I like him. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what about the commanders? You know, we've talked about the Packers some. We didn't really get into much in the way of what's coming free agency or draft for the Packers. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to leave that uh, and Brandon can weigh in more on that later. But commanders, so we have like the Packers have this huge thing right now. Everybody's watching the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. The Colts have a huge thing right now because everybody wonders what are they going to do? Are they going to move up to number one? As draft comes, Colts are going to be big in the news. Um, but what about the commanders? I mean, the big thing you guys have is your owner might sell. Uh, yeah. What else? Still. 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 I mean, but um, <laughs> so off. So regular season wise, I mean, we were like one and four, one and five at the point. We were playing the Bears, and I was like, it was that terrible game, Thursday night football, or whatever. I was like, all right, just just lose, just lose out the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Go get a high draft pick or whatever. And then Carson went to get taken out, and we played Taylor Heineke. Everything turns around, and we're mm-hmm. like. Six and six or something. I don't know what we were honestly, but we're in, we were at at seven and the seven and six seed, even the five seed. I think at one point because the wild card seeds were so bad. All the way but, up till Rivera pulled Heineke and put in. Ah, uh, yeah, and that was the turn of a point where it was like, right, we're done, we're done. And I don't know if he's we yeah, he pulled Heineke. We were winning at that. I don't know. If, I can't remember. I think and he lost, put in so Wince, right? He put in Wince, and then <laughs> and then at the end of the game, at the end of the game, he's like. We're eliminated, or we can be eliminated, or whatever. We can be eliminated, or something right. like that. And then I was like, "Yeah, I don't know if this guy knows what he's talking about, or if he knew at all." I mean, if he obviously didn't know, but I don't know. I mean, it's like let's do course. just well enough to miss the playoffs, so we don't get a good draft pick, and we also do nothing of consequence in the season. Yeah, yeah. And then we, and then we quote unquote, we were, we were going to start Heineke again against the Cowboys the last game, and then it was Heineke. You know, thankfully. I mean, not really, thankfully, because I, I, I wanted Heineke to play. I didn't care if it was Howell or Heineke, but at least Howell got his chance. But Heineke was like, I'm going to sit out this one. You know, Howell, get, Howell, the guy needs to get his chance. He's a star. I've seen him in practice, et cetera, et cetera. Thankfully, he said that because Howell, you know, he did play great against the Cowboys. And he's, I think he's going to be our starter next year. Okay. But, of course, Ron Bear was like, what did he say? He was like, oh, yeah, he was like, Howell is going to have every opportunity to start just like every other quarterback we bring in. And I'm like, you can't just say that. I mean, you can say that you're a coach, but like you don't say that if your quarterback is listening. I mean, you, you give the highest confidence you can to your quarterback and, instead of saying something like, yeah, he's our guy here, but he, of course, he's our only guy here, but whoever we bring in, he's going to be able to compete with Howell. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. of course, that's the, the, the business way of talking, but like 
if you know your Howell, Howell's going to be the quarterback next year, no matter who you bring in, unless you bring in like Lamar Jackson or Peyton Manning or whoever, it's like you just name Howell the starter from here on. Let the team work it out with Howell. You know, let the team know this guy is. You know, even they said with the offensive coordinator, it was like Howell's likely our starter next year. So you and brought up you just brought up an interesting point, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm just going to kind of jump to that news for a second. Okay, so he's been given the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means someone can make him an offer, and then the uh, Baltimore Ravens have the opportunity to either um, match that offer or to give him up and get yeah. two first-round picks. Do you so, think that Washington could be in this Lamar Jackson sweepstakes? There was a rumor. I don't know who started. Not like Somebody said it, basically. I don't know who was like a random fan. Or somebody credible, like maybe they do this. You know what I mean? Some sort of like an- credible analyst for the commanders, like said, maybe they do this. And everybody took it and ran with it from that point on. But there was a point where, like for last last like last week, for a couple of days, where it was like the commanders are high on Lamar. I, actually, I think even Adam Schefter, I believe, he he like said something about it, and he was like, "There is a deal with the commanders and the Ravens right now that will send Lamar to the commanders in some sort of some some sort of draft conversation." Like. Like Brandon, to just go back to Brandon said, this guy does not know what he's talking about. This guy, this guy's just making up stories. You guys both hate Schefter, don't you? <laughs> I don't mind Schefter. I just didn't like him at that point because obviously, until it happens, I'm not going to believe it. I mean, we've already we've already backed out of the. I mean, even like more credible, I guess you could say, analysts for the Commanders have said we're not trading for him. You know what I mean? Why would we like? Why would we bring him in? You're going to have to trade. You're pretty much trade your like the Rams are doing now. Pretty much trade your future away. You know, two first round picks before they match it. Which at that point, I wouldn't match it. I just let him, you know, I just take the picks and run with it. You know what I mean? So here's my question Would you be excited if Lamar ended up there? What that would mean is you would have Lamar. What that would also mean is you would, you would lose your first round pick this year and next year. year. I've like talked, I don't know what the right word is, but I've, I've gone back and forth that I've seesawed basically back and forth that where like, all right, you get a former MVP. You get a guy with the you got get a guy with legs, which is you know the face of the NFL right now. Quarterbacks who are mobile. You got to get a guy with an arm. You get a guy who finally finally has offense and weapons. You know the Ravens don't have great receivers. The Commanders right. have, a, I'd say, a top ten arsenal of weapons that a quarterback can work with. Mm-hmm. But here the problem is he has not played a full season ever. I mean he's played fifty. Maybe he would have if they didn't you know do so good in twenty nineteen when he won MVP. They played fifteen games. 2020, they played 15 games. Maybe they sat him out just so, you know, to rest their starters. But 2021 and 22, he had injuries to, you know, I don't know what they were, honestly, but he had injuries. And I, that's what I'm like. I don't want to pay that much money to a quarterback who's going to play, you know, 12 games and let's say we're, I don't know, seven and five. And we have to deal with our backup. You know what I mean? And that backup loses those last four games and we're out of the playoffs. I'd rather have a quarterback who plays the full 17 games. Even if we lose, even if we don't make the playoffs, he plays the full 17 games. There's a promising future. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to pay. Like we have hit, like I'm saying, we have Howell. We can, you know, see what he has. And if we like him, we can pay him in the future. But right now, if we trade for Lamar Jackson, you're paying so much money. You're paying so much draft capital for a guy that might do well, that might not, that probably won't play the full season. And that will might not do well in the playoffs like he has in the past. You know what I mean? So it sounds like you're not super pumped about Lamar Jackson coming to Washington. I would not. I'm not super pumped about him coming to Washington, but I would be super pumped that we have that there is a chance, a high chance, higher than I'd say higher than Sam Howell because we don't know what he's seen. We know what we have in Lamar. There's a high chance we have a future at quarterback for like ten years with Howell. 
with with Lamar. Oh, with we don't we don't know what we have with Hal because he only played one game. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas Lamar, he's one MVP. He's a proven star in the league. Even when even when he plays, when he doesn't play, that's another story. But so you're plays, uneasy. You would be okay I'm with uneasy. it, but you would be like a little you, uneasy. Like you are, kind of like you are with the, the whole training up thing. I'm uneasy with it, but I'd like to see what we get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But so. I, I off off season wise, kind of what we got into that with Lamar. Um, I'd honestly like to see. I don't honestly. I don't want to give up that from that much for Lamar. If Lamar was a free agent and we signed him, different story. You know what I mean? I don't want to give up that draft capital for Lamar. But I going to the offseason, I want Howell to be the starter. I want going to, I guess not offseason, but going into the future season, you know, working around the offseason. I want Howell to be the the, the 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 starter. I want everybody else to know in that offseason or in that uh, uh that front office, he's a starter, you know, build around that guy. Um the way you do that, honestly, you got kind of like the Colts. You got to build up the offensive line. I mean, we have a couple of players leaving um, on the offensive line, but we, I think the main issue right now is we need to, uh, we just signed our left tackle last offseason to a three-year deal. I think he did pretty good. We need a left guard. We need a dependable center. Our center right now is really good, except he's injured a lot sometimes. I mean, he's been injured, like, I'd say half the season last two seasons, so I'd say a full season technically. But... We need to move a right tackle to right guard and then draft or sign a right tackle, which there is really good tackles in the offseason right now. We have Orlando Brown, who just got, I guess he wasn't, he decided not to franchise with the uh, the Chiefs. Donovan Smith with the Buccaneers just got cut. So there's, there is options out there. And I like to see them go after one of those, no matter what, if we don't, you know, I like to see them go after one. If we don't sign him and they sign somewhere else, it's great. But I just like to see them go after one. Try, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, our free agent set. You know, we just got Carson Wentz. I really want to see us re-sign Taylor Heineke. He is a free agent. Um, Real quick, let's look back a little bit. Last year, you were kind of excited about, like, I think Carson Wentz has gotten a raw deal, and I think he's Mm going to be better than everybody thinks. Just reflect for a moment at this point on your earlier thoughts. Your earlier, Josh. Last year, last month. uh, Last last year in March. um, Just looking at his stats, I was optimistic about it because, like, I feel he got the raw end of the deal. I, I still feel this. I still feel like he got the raw end of the deal in Indianapolis where, like, he, he played well, but when he played bad, like we all say, he played well when he played well. But when he played bad, he played bad. You know what I mean? And I feel yep. like he played well more times than not until the last two or three games in Indianapolis. And then he got the raw end of the deal because of the whole, you know, the ownership thing. They wanted him out. Frank Reich wanted him in. Well, you got to remember, he also played the first four games, five games. <laughs> and there's one in five, yeah. Yeah. I was optimistic because then he also came with the – I thought he would come to a better offensive line. It, se- it seemed we suck also. I thought he was coming to a better offensive line. I, I clearly knew he was coming to a better arsenal of weapons, you know, than Indianapolis. So I thought he would be mm-hmm. better. Yeah. That's why I was optimistic. And it turned out he just – no matter who he has, he could have Jerry Rice and Randy Moss. And it still wouldn't work out. <laughs> He's still Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe not because you know you just throw it for Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald, and they'll catch it no matter what. You know what I mean? <laughs> Over anybody, you can throw it. You know, like he could throw every single ball like he did last year. You know, whatever how many interceptions he had. You know, just like those crazy. I'll just throw it up there just to see if something happens. Balls mm-hmm. and Randy Moss to catch it, but not with our guys, and not with the Colts guys. So I was a little more optimistic because we had a better offense, and we had a better defense than the Colts. So maybe you know we could improve our record a little bit, but it didn't work out. So I was wrong. 
Yeah. Well, uh, I'm not going to lie. The year before I was in that same situation, I'm like, oh, the Eagles, you know, they just, they were tired of him. It was too much drama. But when he comes to the Colts, he's going to do pretty good. And, and at the end of the year, I had to say, okay, I know he flubbed up the last few games, but he also flubbed up the first several games. Otherwise, we would have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like a couple games. It was enough Success, to not yeah. make the playoffs. And so I had to say, I'm I'm sorry I was wrong. Carson Wentz is not You're our right. guy. <laughs> he does that to all of us. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the Packers quarterback next. Oh, let's hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brandon's like, key, no. Yeah. Our key re-signings are free agents that are you know not signed yet. Our key re-signings that we need to do this offseason. Taylor Heineke is the biggest one. I mean, just like, even if you, yeah, the biggest thing. Real is quick. Like, do you still believe that if you get Lamar and Howell as your backup? Yeah, I do, but you think you need three quarterbacks? I don't know. Oh, I, I thought I meant if I got your saying now. I thought I got your saying. Now. I if I, if we get Lamar, I don't think we need Heineke. Right. But if we don't need Lamar, I think we need Heineke just for that team, like just in case he comes in. You know what I mean? Like how he gets injured or whatever. Right. He comes in and the magic starts. You know what I mean? It's just like that thing that happens, and I don't know how to explain it. But every time he's come in, no matter how bad the offense has been, the offensive line has been, or whatever. There's always a chance with Heineke, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, he just has that spark and that chemistry with the team that I think, even if he's on the bench in practice, that team will build off that chemistry. And even then, I mean, but the guy you think started, you think Howell should start over him if it's just those two on the roster? You think Howell yes, should I be do. the starter and Heineke should be the I backup? Do. This guy Heineke is thirty. I don't know when his birthday is. I'm just gonna say thirty, turning thirty-one soon. Howell is a rookie. He's still in his rookie contract. He still has so much more to prove. Whereas Heineke, we know Heineke. He has a, he has a an average arm. He's not the strongest arm in the league and he has mobility. That's what he brings mobility and he can make plays when he needs to, but he doesn't have the arm to make the long deep plays like Howell can. I mean, he has, Howell has an arm dude. And I feel like that what Brian Heineke brings to the team is team chemistry, you know, team. I don't know what you call it, but like, I guess team hype. You know, know what, what I feel it. about Heineke when you said that team hype, it's a lot like, Kirk Cousins when he was backing up RG three and you know the you like that you knew, you know he has that like that was when he was yeah that was that, in 2015 that firecracker that. that hype and he yeah. like comes in and you're like okay this guy is not as good as our other guy but he has I was, something I, I'm gonna, I was gonna bring that up though whenever I said we were talking about how I think this is the most confident I have been going into an off season since Kirk Cousins left like six or seven years ago. Because if I still I still think the team regrets. I mean, I no, I don't know if they regret it because you know a lot of people moved on, whatever. But I'm still set on if we sign Kirk Cousins to a deal, we would be in the playoffs every year because we have that off uh, that offense. I think Kirk Cousins would be, is that quarterback for Washington that we completely messed up. Well, mm-hmm. I think this is the first year, 2023 since 2017, so six years that an offseason I'm going into, I'm not looking for a quarterback in the draft. Or the offseason. I'm not wow. looking to sign anybody except yeah. a, except a backup like Heineke. But I'm not looking to sign any major quarterback. I'm not looking to draft any major quarterback. I'm looking at Howell, and that's the main guy I'm looking at. I that is exciting. Heineke. Yeah. That is. Uh, there's so much other things I can look at now where, like, you know, I don't make the GM decisions. So I, I can't care, wait but. till I feel that way. I kind of, like, get false hope every year. So, like, when Matt Ryan's come in, I let myself get on the hype train. It's like, Oh, Matt Ryan, he's going to he's gonna make us better. Uh-huh. He didn't. Carson Wentz was coming in. I'm like, oh, Carson Wentz is going to make us better. He didn't. Uh, who was before him? Oh, Phillip Rivers. We did pretty good with Phillip Rivers, but he was yeah, only there one year. Um, yeah. And uh, 
Before that was Jacoby Brissett, which I like Jacoby, right. but I never felt I never felt yeah. like he was our answer. Yeah. And then, you know, all those other guys after Andrew yeah, Luck. The, yeah. <laughs> so I think so basically just re-sign Taylor Heineke. Um try to get Duran Payne was just franchise tag like last week. Try to get a deal done with it, a long term deal done with him. He is the the other side, I guess you can say, of the one two combo on the defensive line with uh, John and Allen and Duran Payne. Get him to a long term deal. Resign Taylor Heineke, resign Jeremy Reeves, resign Cole Holcomb. They're both kind of they're kind of like not top players, but they they'll get to a deal where they can get it. You know, like not a, a major deal where cap space is a problem, but a deal that's good enough. You know what I mean? And then in the offseason, look at look at right tackle offseason or draft. Look at right tackle. Maybe look at center. Depends on the status of Taste Rulier, which is our, our center, who has been injured the last two seasons or you know half the season of each season. Look at a left guard. Look at another middle linebacker. Look at a cornerback, and then look at a tight end. And that's all you. And I, I think that's what you need to do this offseason, going into or yeah, this offseason for the Commanders to elevate to the status that I think they can be with Sam Howell. So three offensive linemen, and then cornerback, tight end, and a linebacker. Linebackers iffy because we have one. We have a good outside right right outside with Jimmy. Jamin Davis, we drafted two years ago. Cole Holcomb is in free agent, so if you don't bring him back, there's a definite need for a middle linebacker. But if mm-hmm. you bring him back, it's like, all right, these other guys can be serviceable. Holcomb played well when he's not injured. So if you pair someone in the and like get some like let's say Okereke, what is it? Okereke. 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 If you get someone like him or someone who is better than that, like Bobby Wagner or Tremaine Edmond in the offseason at middle linebacker, and you pair him with Holcomb with Holcomb and then Jamin Davis on the other side, uh, right outside. You're set at middle line. You're set at the uh, the front five or the front seven right. for years to come. You don't have to worry about that for a long time. And I think that's the missing piece on defense is middle linebacker for right now. And then D- I want to cut Logan Thomas. I mean, his cap space is kind of there. You know, he's kind of been injured the last few seasons, kind of like Chase Rillier or center. So cut him, sign another guy. Dalton Schultz is coming into free agency, tight end for the Cowboys. Mike Gesicki's coming to free agency, tight end for the Dolphins. Try to sign one of those guys or try to get like another low end deal from another guy that can be Logan Thomas, but a better deal, I guess you could say. Right. And I think you're set for next season with Howell. So you got some uh, optimism about next year. I'm uh, always optimistic until it crashes. <laughs> crashes and burns. Well, there's definitely yeah. some, some spots that need attention, but uh, it is exciting to go in feeling like I like where we're at with the quarterback. And that's something mm-hmm. that you and I have not had for a while. And yep. the funny thing is I, Brandon is still there. I think he likes Jordan Love, but this mm-hmm. is going to be the test year for him to see if it's uh, you know, a situation like Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz or, you know, one of these where you you feel like it's going to be good and then it ends up yeah. not being as good. So, this is going to be a, a watershed year for Packers fans all over because they're going to mm-hmm. either see Oh man, Jordan Love is not the guy and our team is mortal and we struggle just like every other team or they're going to see, yeah, we got our third MV, you know, Hall of Famer in a row, yeah. and we're awesome. Eat it, everybody. <laughs> problem, though, is, is they're, th- they're third in the division right now. So they're going to be in position where I don't know who they – I'm going to go look really quick because it might be – like, you know what I mean? Like, every year the schedule changes. So let's say, like, the year the Commanders went to the playoffs or whatever, they were 7-9 and nine and whatever they were, 7-9 and nine or whatever. And we all thought, oh, we played these, you know, Heineke came in and we played all these great games. The defense was top 10 or top three or whatever. 
and then we played next year and we were first in the division you know we've all played we played all these first first uh first place teams in every other division or whatever mm-hmm. and then our defense kind of uh, kind of decreased and then increased and it was like a stock market it just kept going up and down and that's because we played all these first round or these first place teams and that's kind of what i'm wanting to see who they play so as the third third they're probably going to play less competition next year yeah so they play the nfc south Ooh, that's already a bad division. Yeah, that's an easy division. That's what I'm saying. It's a bad, bad football division. It's easy, but easy to play. They just got Carr. You know, Carolina's gonna go for somebody, and Tampa Bay. We don't yet know what they're gonna do. I mean, we just don't know Falcons. We don't know what any of those. They could have Lamar in one of those teams. Uh, We have no idea what that division is gonna look like. And then they play like they're. I guess they're three extra teams, two extra teams. Whatever they play, the Steelers, which. We also don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. I mean, right. kind of, I think it's up and down. They play the Rams, which, depending on how Stafford does, I think could be an okay team, or a hard team to play for love. Hmm. And then they play the um, – oh, they play the uh, the Giants, which it, it depends. Like I, this, they're I'm going to say I think the Rams are not going to be as good next year. They were bad either, this but, year, but they – But it's tough. You know, unless Matt Stafford – because I heard reports that Matt, Matt Stafford could not throw the ball at all last year. So unless he gets really healed up, <laughs> but they also, you know, they let go of some pieces. I know Bobby Wagner was one of those. Um, mm-hmm. They let go of some stuff. And I was really surprised Sean McVay signed back up, but uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to be like next year. And then they play the AFC West. So the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Vikings. Or the, the, uh, the Broncos, sorry. That's going to be a tougher win. Yep. Well, you know, it's uh, every year, you know, the teams that were great are not always great next year. But right now, we don't know what the NFC South is going to look like. The AFC West, is that what it was with the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a hard one. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting for for Green Bay. I mean, they're they're really gonna have like a defining moment year, I think. So, uh, like I yeah, we'll, like we'll we were saying earlier, I think the Colts this next year should not expect too much. I don't care who we get, we should expect some flashes of goodness and some flashes of badness, and you know, looking to the next year. So I don't I don't have big hopes. Like next year is the year for the Colts. We're not knocking on the door. Yeah. So. Well, we'll look back into this in like come like June or late May or whatever, whenever the and the draft is done, free agency is done, whatever. But you know, kind of predict the predict the season like we last year. I'm completely wrong where we predicted the Commanders go to the AFC or the NFC Championship. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. let's. Uh, so we've reviewed our teams. We've looked kind of what they need. Let's hit some of this news real fast. We've talked about a lot of this, but the Saints. Won the Derek Carr sweepstakes. Can you call it a sweepstakes? They they came yeah. in and they they took Derek Carr, which uh, was another one the Jets were looking at. But they obviously said, "Hey, Derek Carr, you're our second choice if we can't get Aaron." But we're going to wait to see what's going on with Aaron. So I think that helped him move on to the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I think that you know everybody's like, "Oh, he's he's already the best quarterback in that division." But we have yeah. no idea who's going to be the other three quarterbacks. So will he be on oh. starting day? I don't know. I don't I know. I think we know the Falcons. I think it's going to be Ritter. I don't think they trade for Lamar, and I don't think they sign anybody. Um, the Buccaneers say have that they have said they're quote-unquote confident. It might just be some sort of like decoy or whatever to you know get build more confidence in Kyle Trask. But they've said they're quote-unquote confident in Kyle Trask, and 
the Panthers, we don't know. I would say we don't really know about Tampa Bay, and we definitely will see something change in the Panthers in Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, right now, Derek Carr looking good. He got a four year, 150 million. Is that right? And then who got the, uh, I thought that was 160 for some reason. That was um, Daniel Jones. Oh, that's right. He was the one looking for 40 million a year and he got just at it. Yeah. Just at it. Uh, and he's probably on this list somewhere, right? You have him on here yeah, somewhere. He's, he's, I kind of put it down, but so it's going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. So Derek Henry uh, is on the trade block. And, you know, kind with of. Tennessee, Tennessee right now, they're not in an enviable place. They don't have great players. They've traded away their best wide receiver. That was obvious last year to the Eagles. And Robert Woods didn't do it for him. He's now a free agent. Um, and, Derrick Henry, he probably only has a few years left. That guy's had so many touches. I know he's good, but you can't do that forever. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he goes somewhere and becomes part of a committee. You know, like he gets main carries, but then somebody else gets third down or something. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see. I don't know. I think it's stupid to trade him. I mean, look, the Jaguars, I think they're the clear favorites for next year. I'm just going to say that. They, they proved everything this year. They proved everything and more this last, last past, this past season. The Colts are in a rebuilding phase. The Texans are in a rebuilding phase. I do not think the Titans need to be in that rebuilding phase. I don't think they want to be in that rebuilding phase right now because as much as I've, I, I'm confident in the Jaguars to get this thing done, there is a door still open. You know what I mean? Like, mm. nothing's, nothing's, you know, this isn't the Patriots of the 2000s or the Colts of the 2000s where it is a definite yes that this team is going to win the division. I think it's still the door is creeping a, a little bit creeped open where they have that with barely a crack open where they can just stick their hand in there, stop the door from closing <laughs> and open it back up a bit where they can still win the division or at least still make the playoffs. And I still, I think it's ridiculous that they'd be trading their, their best player on that team. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they end up being if he gets traded. I mean, even if he doesn't get traded, we don't know what they are. That's the yeah, problem. We don't. I mean, we yeah. don't know what the quarterback situation is. They they played Ryan Tannehill, of course. That was their starter. Then they played Malik Willis when he was injured. Then they benched Ryan Tannehill after he started another couple of games, and they played Malik Willis. And then they benched both of them in a meeting in the week 18 game against the Jaguars for the division for a guy that took off the practice squad two weeks earlier. So we don't know their quarterback situation either. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. They'll probably yeah. start going with uh, – Willis, Willis is my yeah, guess. They, they probably so. are like, okay, he wasn't ready last year, but he's got to he's got to be the guy going forward. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers, we already talked about ad nauseum uh, in talks with the Jets right now. Jets are optimistic that they're on the brink of that, and I I would agree. My mm-hmm. guess is he does not retire. My guess is he I goes on to be a Jet, and I don't uh, think he does either. I'm excited to see what that looks like. To be honest even though that puts him in the AFC, you know, since we're probably not going to be contenders this year, let's see what happens with an Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith re-signed with the Seahawks. He got his, uh, his deal finally, you know, uh, before he was known for getting his jaw broke, for getting punched at the jets. Right. And, uh, then he went on to remake his career with the Seahawks. And now he actually signed a three year, $105 million deal. So it's not like amazingly huge, but it's, Pretty good. Yeah, what is that? For the guy. I mean, the guy played at a top, I honestly say a top 10, top 15 level last year, quarterback wise, of all, you know, quarterbacks that played, you know, some time. 
but I say he played at the you know top fifteen level at the mo- at the lowest. But if you put him in at like with the t- you build that team around him, you know you have already stars. So you got Tyler Lockett, you got Kenneth Walker, you got DK Metcalf. Right. If you build a better defense and a better offensive line, I think this team really has the chance and the talent to actually who are they playing? Uh, they actually win the division next year or get close to winning the division. Depends on what the 49ers do quarterback situation because we, we don't know. No, we don't. We do not know. I do think it's ridiculous that this guy got $55 million less than Daniel Jones. Isn't that crazy? We're going to talk about it later, but I don't think I'm just going to give, give a highlight, a little highlight. I don't think Daniel Jones is worth $160 million. He played, that, he played one yeah. year of adequate football. It wasn't like amazing. I understand that, you know, the difference in year, you know, Daniel Jones or Daniel Jones got four years, Geno Smith got three years. So you can probably add, I don't know, about 35 million to that deal. Which, but I still don't think that they're, that Daniel Jones is worth that money. And we'll talk about that whenever we get down to that. Yeah. He's, he's basically got about $6 million more a year. Uh, so about 24 million more anyway. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys franchise Tony Pollard, which I think is wise because Tony Pollard has has been a very good looking back since he mm-hmm. came in the league. But what do you think this means for Ezekiel Elliott? You think he stays? Uh, I know he's working. I don't know if the, I, I saw something like a week or so ago, but I saw that they were like either working on it or wanting to or something like that reduce his pay cut or you know restructure his contract so he has less cap space. But I think with the the uh, the resurgence or not resurgence, I guess, but the resurgence, I guess you can call it, whatever. The upcoming of Tony Pollard, I think that they, I think it'd be wise, depending on what his contract looks like. Zeke, like he has a year left, keep him. But if uh, if he has like five or so years left of contracts, I'd say just cut him. You know, what I mean, save the cap space. You got Tony Pollard, re- you know, work a deal out with him. With, with uh, Ezekiel Elliott's cap space. You should look that up because it feels like it wasn't long ago they, they signed a yeah, three-year contract right or something. So I don't and, know. Uh, um, I don't know when. He's uh, signed a six-year contract. Mm, six. In, in, in 19. Actually, I don't know what year it was, but he, he is a free agent in 2020. So it was 2020 because so he's a free agent in 2027. And there is a potential opt-out next year so this is ten, this could be his last year in dallas so you would keep him for this year and then opt out probably so okay uh nfl reinstated calvin ridley uh who uh was suspended for an entire year for betting on a football game and uh he has come out and said that was the worst mistake of his life uh he's back and uh i think he'll do well this year i think he's ready he probably kept himself in shape and was like man i gotta come back mm-hmm. and prove a ton mm-hmm. so that'll be fun to see him back he's falcons right he's traded to the jaguars oh that's before. right he was traded. he was traded to the jaguars um there is like condition conditions with it so if he gets reinstated it's a fourth if i don't know let me look it up well the good thing is trevor lawrence just got himself another good weapon so that's a big deal for the afc Seriously. south All right, yeah uh, if it's a 2020, it's a 24th rounder. If he makes a team, so he's reinstated. But if he make, if he doesn't get cut by you know the first cut, first season or whatever, then he or the first game or whatever, he's on the team. It becomes a third rounder if he's based off a certain amount of playing time, kind of like Carson Wentz. I don't know if it's snaps or time, and it becomes a second rounder if he signs an extension. Oh wow! So this could really move up before next year. <laughs> so yeah. for for Atlanta. 
But uh, at least this year, I think we will see him catching a lot of balls from Trevor Lawrence, uh, mm-hmm. adding to a unit that was already pretty good. So what else we got? Colts retained Gus Bradley. Uh, I kind of talked about the Colts. One of the big things, I think when they were looking at head coaches, one of their stipulations was you got to keep Gus Bradley. I think that's part of what Wink Martindale said. There were some things I wasn't willing to do, and I think that was probably one of them because Wink Martindale is a is a defensive he, guy. Yep. And I don't think he wanted to keep that scheme. And not that he was like the head you know guy we were after anyway. I think Shane was already our number one pick. But uh, Gus Bradley did do well for the Colts last year for the most part. And uh, mm-hmm. I look forward to a second year with him. Hopefully it gets better and better. Titans released Bud Dupree. Gone. Um, they're... They're trying clearing to figure out who they are. Yeah, they're trying to yeah, figure out who they're going to be. Clearing cap space players at this point who aren't performing. Yeah. Vikings got rid of Eric Kendricks. This is a guy, along with Bobby Wagner and, and Trey Main Edmonds, but I don't know if Trey Main Edmonds is going to get re-signed within the next week by the Bills or not, but this guy, Tremaine Edmonds, if he gets, you know, goes into the free agency, and uh, Bobby Wagner, who's already also cut, are three guys that I really want the commanders to look at. These guys have been performing at a higher, the highest, one of the highest levels, top ten level for the last five years. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is like a four-year guy, so Bobby Wagner and Kendricks have been performing at a high level, top ten level for the last five years, and I don't think they're on a decline. I mean, Bobby Wagner was top three ranked PFF according to PFF linebacker in the league or middle linebacker, and I don't think that changes no matter where he goes. I think this this guy and Bobby Wagner are two guys I want the commanders to look at. So you're, you'd be excited to see them linked to the commanders. And so we'll have to wait and see yeah. uh, till all those deals start happening. Rams give Allen Robinson permission to seek a trade. We already kind of talked about this. Um, I talked about like possibility of the Colts reviving him. But, you know, who knows? Who knows where he'll go or if he'll end up staying back. Jaguars cut Shaquille Griffin. Who is that? <laughs> Why he do in Seattle? You know, um, you remember? Um, oh like, yeah, he was the, guy, uh, not the brother of the guy with one arm. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty good cornerback. Um, just click on it for cap reasons, honestly. Okay. Giants place non-exclusive franchise tag on Barkley. Right. So we talk. Uh, this was this is where we're going to get to another talking point. Daniel Jones was signed to a hundred sixty million dollar four year deal with thirty five million incentives. I think at some point, but, um, Barkley, uh, then that opened the way for them to franchise tag Barkley, which I don't think he's super excited about, but that's just a uh, one year. He's going to be playing for like what? 30 million. Something like that. Like 20 million, maybe. I don't know. And then, uh, you know, Jones is getting, uh, 40 million. Uh, so he can't be happy about that because the truth is I do think Saquon Barkley is more important to their franchise than Daniel Jones, to be honest, at this point. But running backs don't always last as long as quarterbacks. So, Oh, I don't know how true this is. But um, this guy, let me see if he's verified because of sports media or because of, um, like, he just bought Twitter Blue. But um, Dov Kling Kleinman. It is verified because he's an actual guy. Um, on the Pat Magum show, says the Rams would quote unquote love to trade Matthew Stafford, 
according to Matthew Lombardi, who is also a verified guy, who's a credible guy, Matthew Stafford is fully available. I've heard that Matthew Stafford is not able to throw the ball very well. And so that does not surprise me. But I would be surprised if, like, a lot of teams clamored for him, you know, with mm-hmm. – uh, yeah. Uh, of course, we have those quarterback needy teams who are looking at the draft who might not be able to get who they want are like, okay, let's bring in Matthew Stafford. So could happen. Will it happen before the draft? Well, I guess that's the question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If they think they can get somebody or not. Hmm. Okay, so Matthew Stafford is available. Uh, let's see, Ravens, we've already talked about this one. Lamar on this non-exclusive, which basically says, Lamar, we're not committed to you. Uh, we want you to be able to see that you're not worth what you think you're worth. And then immediately when he was uh, uh, allowed to be approached by other teams, every team in the league comes out and says, we're not interested in Lamar. Now, is that a smokescreen? Is that real? Who knows? Uh, but Atlanta quickly came out, multiple people and said, yeah, no, we're not interested. Carolina, I think, kind of said, we're not interested. Some other teams. Now, will one of them come along and be like, yes, we are? I think it comes down to Lamar wants a Deshaun Watson deal. He wants... A fully guaranteed $250 million. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think anybody's, like, kind of like I was saying about the why I don't want the commanders to, you know, risk that is because you're paying $250 million to a guy who has not played a full season, who's played 12 games or whatever. Right. And... You don't know what he's gonna get, and you, they like there's these other quarterbacks. Let's say like Derek Carr, 150 million. Daniel Smith, 105 million. You're just resetting the market. You're paying. I mean, Derek Carr is fully serviceable. I completely believe that. Geno Smith, fully serviceable, even better. Completely believe that. Daniel Jones depends on what offense you're in, but fully serviceable. Lamar Jackson is a star, but he's not worth 250 million dollars. I'm not. I would be very mad if the Commanders just put all their money and while their chips on the table says we want Lamar just to, you know, say we're, we're relevant again. Yeah. That fully guaranteed. I was really surprised when Deshaun Watson got it, especially with what he was facing going into all those civil lawsuits that he still got that. And, uh, you know, you have to give kudos to his manager. Now Lamar's manager is his mom. I heard. So probably doesn't have the same sort of skills as the guy who did Deshaun Watson's thing, but I don't know. I don't know if teams, I think teams are wanting to say, hey, listen, we don't want this to become the norm, this fully guaranteed huge contract for a guy who, especially mm-hmm. a guy who runs and has more option of getting hit and hurt than, you know, you remember that was the big RG3 Andrew Luck thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, he runs around a lot. He's really good, but he's also out there available to be hurt at any moment. And he was, he was hurt you know, in a meaningless time. Um, and uh, ended up ending his career a lot sooner than it should have. So we'll we'll keep our eye on what happens. Uh, I think the Ravens stuff we could see movement like happen all of a sudden when nobody expects it. You know, some you know Tepper from Carolina, he's like super rich, and he could be like, you know what? Since I got here, we haven't had a quarter. We've had Sam Darnold, and we've had um, what's his face uh, Mayfield. Oh, that's right. They did have Baker Mayfield. Didn't they also have uh, Cam? Have, um, did he have Cam for a little bit before Cam, they let uh, Cam in for a yeah, little? Yeah, so like, like he's had all these guys. None of them have turned out, and maybe he's ready to just say, I want a guy. 
and I'm willing to pay for it, but we might not, you know. What's might- crazy though is, is these guys got their deals, you know, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Gene Smith, and there's probably going to be other guys that get, you know, extensions or whatever. Lamar is looking for $250 million, but he's, mm-hmm. let's say he plays. He's playing for the Ravens for one year for like $30 million, which is 200, about $200 million less than what he wants. And he's still going to play. Yeah. Yeah. But then if he gets franchised again, it like goes up. Yeah. Of course they didn't franchise him with the expensive one, right? They didn't do it with the, I don't know. Not I mean, with the just, exclusive. Cause that would have been more money. I believe so. I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's like the same for every tag and just, there's just like different stipulations where like it's, the regular franchise. It's a different price for non-exclusive versus exclusive. So, okay then. Yeah. Right now the exclusive would have been $45 million a year, but that's, you know, that's not taking into account that some people may adjust their, um, their pay. So like Deshaun Watson could, renegotiate and like make this year lower, which would make the top five, the average of the top five lower, you know, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But right now, as things are right now, uh, it would have been about $10 million more, a little more than $10 million more to have mm-hmm. the exclusive versus the non-exclusive. And nobody could have, you know, tried to get him. So yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, that's some of our news. We we talked about our teams. We got a lot of stuff to look forward to. Uh, free agency tampering starts on Monday, although we're going to start hearing stuff before then. And yeah. the draft happens in how many days, Josh? How many days is it now till the draft? Fifty? I think like forty-nine. So end, yeah. end of end of April, like last three or four days of April going to May 1st, I believe. So we're going to have some shows where we have some good speculation. We're going to be watching yeah. what's going on we're with the some mock drafts, whatever. Yeah. Yep. We'll watch what's going on with the free agency to see how that changes teams needs. Uh, but all that's coming up. So we invite you all to stay with us here in the next few weeks on the football pandemic, because in the off season, the excitement is just starting.